time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, one and all, to an absolutely jam-packed episode of After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast, where tonight we'll be discussing the end of 2020's big Disney announcement, where we are finally confirmed that Disney has taken over the entire planet, and now we have to just live with that fact going forward into 2021. We have Sean Davis this evening. How are you doing? Good. I, for one, welcome our Disney overlords. And we have Ryan Davis. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty overwhelmed. Uh, that is an appropriate, appropriate feeling right now. So, we, uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. And, uh, well, it's an overwhelming amount of things to talk about. So, <laughs> And to tell you the truth, at the time of hitting record just a couple minutes ago, we're still trying to figure out how we're going to be able to manage to get through every single one of these topics. But hey, here's some good news. No matter who you are, we'll probably talk about something that interests you because, as mentioned, Disney now owns everything in the entertainment business. So um, stick around long enough, long enough, I'm sure you'll hear something you like. Um, but uh, before we get started, I, we'll just take a very, very, very brief trip around the chunk fire. And by that, I mean, um, let's talk about the other big media thing that happened recently, which was the Video Game Awards. And I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Sean, since this is his... This is his home field. So, Sean. Uh, I put on the Video Game Award. I, my name is Jeff Keeley, and I host the Video Game Awards every year. Oh, Jeff um, Keeley. How did, yes. I, didn't, I didn't know we had you as, booked as a guest tonight. Well, yeah, I mean, I, this is my, I have an alias. Um, Man, that was a good alias, because I didn't even know. <laughs> All these years. Uh, Video Game Awards. Yeah, I mean, not as big a deal as the Disney stuff in terms of just overwhelming amount of content, but there's some announcements that I thought would, I don't know, be worth mentioning and bringing up. Um, thoughts people had. Um, I mean, I think we touched upon it last week, and that is the new addition to Smash Brothers. Uh, <laughs> and that is Sephiroth has been announced as a character in Smash Brothers, which is hilarious to me. Um, it's hilarious for a lot of reasons because <laughs> I, I just I feel like when when we are able to play that game together, whenever we know we mm-hmm. can be in the same room again, it'll just be hours of just like Sephiroth versus Kirby, Sephiroth <laughs> yeah. versus Pikachu, yeah. Sephiroth versus etc. That just so many of those matchups are hilarious. Uh, I do want to see what Kirby looks like when he um, eats Sephiroth. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I never even considered that. I assume it'll have, he'll have like the silver bangs, I guess, and the long hair, or maybe the sword. I don't know. I think it's the hair, or the jacket. Maybe it'll give him like the black edge lord trench coat. I mean, yeah, a cute little trench coat style vest would be good. <laughs> and then I, I think he definitely needs to have the hair. And not only that, I think it needs to be as long as Sephiroth's, so yes. it's just like dragging around <laughs> all over the place. Maybe one wing. I guess he could have two. Oh yeah, yeah that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I shared it last week, but the image of Sephiroth skewering Mario, or what looks yeah. like he's skewering Mario, is just like, it's just a wonderful picture. <laughs> like a wonderful... What has become of pop culture, truly? <laughs> it is a baffling image. Uh, it's so heartwarming. Um, yeah, so, so that's kind of fun. And I am, I mean, I'm not a Smash, you know, obsessed person or anything, but I do like playing occasionally, and I am actually, you know, 
it'll be fun to play a Sephiroth in that crazy, crazy game. Um, but aside from that actual announcements of new games, there's a couple big ones. I don't know. I thought were kind of interesting. They announced a new Perfect Dark game from Microsoft, um, which, well, I guess one thing to collectively talk about is that so many of these announcements did not come with any gameplay footage, which is all, mm-hmm. which is the older and more jaded I get, especially with games, the more silly that is to me. Right. It, it It's just like they show this giant, awesome CGI rendered big production movie. But I mean, the game could be a pixel art Tetris puzzle game. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> right, a movie's yeah. a movie. You're not like, yeah, that's great. So very few of these announcements came with actual gameplay footage. So I, I you know, I have a lot of, mixed feelings about all that but i, I yeah, yeah. god i was saying but perfect I dark too. is like i am somewhat excited to see a new perfect dark but yeah i mean this this whole here we we made a really pretty short film and we're passing it off as a trailer that's been going on for a long time because yeah. i remember sonic 06 is the one i always <laughs> think of because they made this crazy trailer with him like like water bending basically and uh since then there's been so many comparison videos of the original e3 trailer and then what it looked like in the game and it's very apparent that they spent more time on that trailer than they did the entire game <laughs> so um yeah i'm kind of used i'm kind of jaded by it i guess yeah i, I know it's wait till tr- gameplay footage at least to make a judgment also i'm I'm never sold that anything is actually happening until the game comes out you know yeah. still haven't still haven't gotten beyond good and evil 2 yet so yeah, you know yeah uh what else was uh was there any other big announcements from the video game awards yeah i mean a couple more games um a new dragon age game which was rumored in production already but just an official announcement again showing nothing other than a real brief cinematic Hmm. that didn't really make any if you played the other dragon age games it shows a character from it so it you might be interested no gameplay um new mass effect Hmm. question mark Oh, why question mark? Because it just says, it's just like, well, I guess it is a new Mass Effect, but it didn't say like the name of it. It's just like Mass Effect will continue, which I think they should just keep that as the subtitle. <laughs> Mass Effect colon will continue. We just call it Mass Effect continues. <laughs> well, sure. I don't know. They didn't, but it was very vague. Again, no gameplay, obviously. Um, What else? Uh, oh, the biggest one is Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, the video game. Have you guys seen this? No. No. Uh, Ark 2. I never played the original Ark, but it was like some sort of survival game. Mm-hmm. But this is like Ark 2 sequel. It's oh, is basically... that the one where you did Ride on Dinosaurs and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is Vin Diesel, Caveman Vin Diesel, fighting on on top of dinosaurs. I'm on board. I mean, I never <laughs> played Ark, but that sounds fun. <laughs> so, I mean, and again, the whole trailer was like a three minute movie that is just vin diesel as a caveman with a little like his daughter i guess <laughs> running around dinosaurs and stuff and he's in the game i guess and i don't know what this means but i heard that not only is he like in the game but he's working on the game <laughs> <laughs> i mean does he know how to <laughs> i'm guessing he's not programming i mean he's well, just like do... hanging around the studio all the time like hey guys can, what, what, can i help what can i <laughs> Well, I know that he's really into tabletop gaming. He's really yeah. into uh, role-playing. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's actually worked on and helped design a tabletop game. 
or a it sounds campaign. familiar. Yeah, I mean, so maybe in some sort of design element, he could mm-hmm. be helping in very high level stuff. Yeah, right. Story, you know, um, yeah. it seems like he's nerdier than he lets on to the on his first public face. But you know, if you look at him on Twitter or wherever. He seems like a lot of he, he's a lot into a lot of those things. So I wouldn't be surprised if he actually has, yeah, a, I think kind of a high role on that. Yeah, he didn't he produce and maybe even help write that uh, Witch Hunter movie, which was yeah. basically just Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yep, it was pretty bad, but it was it's supposedly based on his. I think that was based on his kind of somewhat original RPG tabletop oh. scenario, the the Witch Hunter, or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't great, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, did your mom ever teach you to not trust take candy from trees? There was a line like that yeah. in the movie that just had me cracking up. Well, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> well, there you go. You might like Arc 2 then. Um, well, great. What else? We have anything else from that? Um, bu- 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 more. Oh, Back for Blood, which is basically the reincarnation of Left for Dead. Oh. It looks just like Left 4 Dead. But uh, it's because, you know, Valve stopped basically making games for the most part. So I think it's a lot of devs from the original Left 4 Dead team. Um, and for licensing reasons, they can't call it Left 4 Dead 3 or whatever. But it's the same idea. A team-based oh. zombie, like, shooter thing. Wow, the logo even looks similar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Well... Cool. I mean, you know, I still get plenty of fun out of the first two Left 4 Dead, Dead games, even though they're pretty old now. But uh, yeah, welcome another one. That'll be that'll be some fun times. Um, what else? A lot of some, you know, some smaller budget games and stuff like that seem kind of interesting. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I guess that's pretty much it in terms of the big big stuff. The new Evil Dead game coming out that looks like it has, um. Uh, Bruce Campbell somehow involved, but it, again, that's fully rendered CGI trailer with no gameplay. <laughs> so these are basically just movies. They just like the video game awards basically just is like a short film festival where they just play <laughs> all these like animated short films in a row. Well, I, I think a lot of games are like that now too. You just watch like a yes. twenty-minute movie and then play for five <laughs> minutes and then mm-hmm. watch another one, and so you know, whatever. It's reflective of of what the art has become in some ways. So exactly. All right. Well, cool. Some good, good some fun things to look forward to in the gaming realm on the horizon. Yeah. So awesome. Um. Any anything else anybody wanted to talk about before we um dive into this overwhelming list, into this overwhelming nightmare. I mean, is there anything that is actually chunk fireish story that is worth mentioning, worth people wanting to bring up? No, I don't think eh, so. No, no, nothing really urgent. No, <laughs> I want to know what would be urgent. <laughs> so urgent. I have to get on the microphone and talk about yeah. this and put it on the internet for hardly anyone to hear. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, then we'll wait to get into more chunk firing and future episodes. But yeah, I say let's dive in then. Okay, well, let's do this. All right, so how long has it been? About a, a week or two ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney had their big annual investors meeting, and they basically dropped every project that they have in the works for the next several years. And the, the list, quite honestly, I'm staring at it, and it's it's massive. And I'm skeptical about how many of these will actually come to fruition, but um, 
we don't know. So we're going to go through every one of them. And apparently we have some type of format. We're going to do this. We're going to go, th- go through them and pick the one, the top three we want to talk about. Well, I, I would say we, we should mention at least all, if not all of them, most of them. We don't have to go into great discussion about every single one, but talk about each one. And then we'll just list the ones we're most interested in at the end. Does that make sense? Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll start it. We'll go through just like the order that they went through it all in the show. So they touched on the, or they went over the Lucasfilm lineup and then they went over the Disney studio stuff, um, including animation. And then they went to Pixar and then Marvel. So that's what we, you could expect here. So if you just want to hear our Marvel takes, you could skip down to there. Or if you just want to hear Star Wars, then you don't have to listen to the rest of it. But anyway, so that's all we'll be kind of discussing. There will be timestamps for all of four of these sections, I am assuming. Indeed. Excellent. Okay, great. Well, let's get going with Lucasfilm. Uh, since that seems to be the hot, hot, hot item right now, everybody's getting slowly back into Star Wars. So a lot of new projects. Uh, I don't know. Sean, you want to kick it off or... Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just kind of list what they announced. And this is all Lucasfilm. So I think they announced 15 things and like 12 of them were Star Wars. There are a few non-Star Wars things at Lucasfilm, which actually one of them is one that I'm really, really excited about, which is the new Willow TV series. I'm actually pretty stoked on that. Oh, right. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. So that was on. They announced Indy 5. I'm somewhat excited about that. I'm uh, I'm not at all excited for that. Okay. I, I think I think uh I think Mr. Plinkett uh made a good case for why Harrison Ford needs to not do Indiana Jones movies anymore. Um the one silver lining I think is maybe if it somehow it, it is better than the last one, like then maybe we could say oh this is the one he went out on and not Crystal yeah. Skull. Um but otherwise I'm pretty not for this project. But... <laughs> When did a Crystal Skull come out? 2007 or 8, I think. Let's find out. So it's interesting wow, because that that's so it's been like 12 years, right? Then about 2008, yeah, so it's been 12 years. And when did Last Crusade come out? 87 or something? Uh 89. Really 89. So, okay, not quite as much time. I was going to say there's some it's 19 years and 12 years, but not that much, you know, not a huge difference between those two gaps. Do you get well, what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but it's still, um, I, I kind of felt like, oh, wow, okay, it's been 19 years between three and four. This is kind of a last hurrah. We're taking a victory yeah. lap. What is what is this now? I mean... <laughs> well, it's 19 years and then 12 years? Yes. Yeah. But, but that's still 31 years past when we probably, <laughs> when, you know, we probably should have stopped. We should have stopped, right. When everybody should have said we better not. Um, yeah, because unfortunately, Harrison Ford ages linearly, so um, it doesn't. <laughs> right, and does that mean that they're going to uh, set the time period again in the future? Because the the fourth one took place in the 50s yeah so this one would take right. place in the late Six, 60s yeah what could they do in the six it would be cold war stuff again i assume yeah um and that's the thing is that you know space race was really kicking into uh, high gear then and but they already did aliens seems like that would have been the time to do aliens. well now the, well now they have to go into space to chase yeah. the aliens okay moon 
moon aliens. Think of all the treasure buried on the moon. Think of all the treasure buried on the moon. <laughs> Think of all the, the ancient remains on the moon. It Indy belongs in a museum. Apollo 11. <laughs> the, mu- the moon does? Yes. Apollo. Yes. Indy was the secret other member of Apollo 11. That will be the MacGuffin. The moon is the MacGuffin. <laughs> okay, um, well. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. I'm, I'm I'm not like hating on it entirely, but I'm more skeptical than general. But anyways, and then the last non Star Wars Lucasfilm was that new that um, fantasy series Blood and Bone or something. I forgot what it's called. Anyways, um, I don't know anything about it because I haven't read those books. I've heard they're good, but sure, new fantasy okay. series. Um, Let's talk Star Wars. But now Star Wars. So all the Star Wars shows that they announced, and we'll kind of go through and talk about them, but. Or shows and or movies. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show. An Ahsoka show. A Rangers of the New Republic show. A Cassian Andor show. A Bad Batch. The Bad Batch show. Star Wars Visions show. Acolyte show. And then the Taika Waititi movie. And Patty Jenkins Rogue One movie. So that's a lot of stuff. Um, it, it is, yes. I was Rogue Squadron. Squad, squadron. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, that's the only official movie announcement that we have our feature film um so i like the choice of director i think that's fun yeah um i like to work on wonder woman i'm super excited for wonder woman too um i'm not sure about the the subject matter i mean i don't know how y'all feel about that i mean this is one i'm most excited for because i Mm -hmm. love rogue squadron i read a lot of the rogue squadron books back in the old Mm -hmm. marvel legend days um Mm -hmm. i like the rogue squadron games if you ever played those on 64 or gamecube um and I liked, I don't know, I, I just really liked the rogue, the 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 um, dogfighting stuff from the movies. Like those are some of the coolest part. Like the Death Star trench, no matter how many times I watch it, is still one of the cool th- coolest things ever. Same with the Battle of Endor. Like all that stuff is some of my favorite Star Wars stuff. So I'm pretty excited for this, <clears throat> um, especially like if they kind of do tap into some of what the books or what the legends kind of. EU part of squadron was or rogue squadron was and that it was it was very like um you know kind of secret missions they would be doing in the books it the main arc in the books was them basically taking back coruscant from the empire because even after they destroyed the death star and the emperor is dead the empire still controlled the you know coruscant and so mm-hmm. a lot of the main arc in the books was them like on covert missions and space battles and all this stuff to take back coruscant which Seems like a really cool premise, like for a cool like action action based movie. So I'm I'm excited for it. But we don't know for sure that that's the plot. No, we don't know if that specific plot or anything like that. Yeah, that would be a cool plot. Um, it's it's unfortunate that at the end of the Return of Jedi they added that scene where everybody's celebrating because if it were still <laughs> under Empire control, I don't know how much celebrating would be happening in the streets. I feel like it'd be more riots, but. Uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe they can get around that. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be really happy if they did decide to return to what the original EU content was. Um, I've seen, there's been a few instances where they've done that, right? Where even though they've mm-hmm. essentially erased the previous canon, they've said, well, wait, some of that content we can, like Thrawn, right? He still exists. Yeah. I don't know if he's in the same, like, incarnation exactly, but it'd be cool if they said, you know what, Rogue Trojan, you're back in. You, you get a May retain your canon status and they just kind of retell those stories yeah that'd be that'd be kind of cool um though i wonder i'm trying to like kind of imagine myself watching the movie with that being the premise knowing full well that just 10 years later 
oh, I guess I guess they lost. They didn't they didn't take reback or whatever they did was worthless because the the final order comes to rise. Oh well. Right. You know, I mentioned this um in the last podcast, but I'm I'm hoping with all this Star Wars content, you know, and a lot of it under Dave Filoni's watch, um mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they can make sense of the new trilogy. At least, like, all the things that were rushed over are mainly the Emperor, yeah. let's be honest. Um, but all the things that were rushed over didn't really make sense. I'm hoping that they can fill the gaps in. Um, so, yeah. It, yeah. And if they can manage to tell those original stories and still connect it to the new trilogy in a satisfying way, that would be neat. I don't know how successful they'll be at that. I mean, not to get too much into Mando Season 2, Mandalorian Season 2, but basically it feels like they're kind of doing that already with a little bit in Mandalorian, if you guys are caught up with it. Mm-hmm. I know Ryan, well, I ha- not, but maybe... I haven't, watched, I haven't watched the two most recent episodes now, okay. so i got to sit down. But I mean, oh. even some of the stuff they kind of had, I think, in one of the previous episodes. I mean, well, the big reveal was Episode 5, too. You've seen that one, right? Is that the one with Ahsoka? Yeah. Yes, and then so uh, yeah, yes. and then uh, Boba Fett, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So there, I feel that. like they are kind of already doing that a little bit, um, trying to kind of like in the same way that the Clone Wars animated show, I think, felt felt like they were doing the same thing. Like, all right, we got to patch all these gaps um, <laughs> in the in the holes of this but house. That you know. that somehow doesn't seem correct to me. Like, I, I don't want to watch this show that's like. Like like they're the janitors cleaning up after some big slob came through and <laughs> wrecked the place, or like after a rock concert or something that didn't really care about what they were doing. They just cared about having fun, or I don't know whatever yeah. analogy applies here. I don't want to watch that... a show that's a janitor cleanup show. <laughs> well, know. yeah, I mean, I I mean, if you put it in that metaphor, but I mean, if you, I do want to watch. I would be interested in seeing a show about like building something. You know what I mean, like. I'm trying to think of a, of a more rosy metaphor. Um, but I mean, if it's, yeah, I mean, if it's good, if it's, if it's building these things, not just for the sake of building them, but it's also interesting in its own right. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to see just it for the sake of like, oh, this giant plot hole in this whatever movie. Well, we got to do this whole other show well, just to fix this plot hole. Yeah. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't that take you out of it. To me, that takes me out of it sometimes. Like I'm okay that. with little nods, Sometimes. but if 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 they if there's some li- little plot point or even line of dialogue that's clearly put there to as a explanatory whatever, to me that takes it takes me out of it. Like, oh, the person who wrote this was smarter than whoever wrote Rise of the Skywalker, and they're and they're letting me know they're smarter. I can see that. I can see how that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, no, totally, and I don't even disagree with that. I, I do think it takes me out of it, but I think on a whole, like, it might take me out of that moment, but I do think it, like, I don't know, it, it does make it better. I don't know. It's hard to kind of defend because in that context, yeah, but if it does make it better, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, I, well. I'm all for making it better. Yeah. But the other thing too is that like I'm not even saying that that's my favorite part of like like I mentioned in Mandalorian season two they're kind of doing that I'm not actually even I don't even like that's not my favorite part of what they're doing and I actually do think it's best when that is kind of on the very very back burner side stuff. Um, so I, I mean I don't think Rogue Squadron will be a movie about that. I think 
I would think it's going to be its own standalone kind of thing set in the context of the Star Wars universe. But I don't necessarily think it means it is going to be patching holes or like sure that kind of thing. I mean, some of these other shows I think maybe are more prone for that. Like the, um, I don't know, the Obi-Wan show. I mean, not that there's holes to patch, but that's the one I'm least excited for. Well, see, the Obi-Wan show is taking place between prequel and original trilogy yes yeah. i think right. yeah um, and we already have a ton of content during that time period um but i'm i'm interested in yeah. seeing what they're gonna do with like um rangers of the new republic that would be the place where they would try to that's, patch holes yes yeah, so um, they could patch holes mm-hmm. there i'm actually kind of excited i'm more excited for that one no not because of the hole patching but because i'm ex- i that's one of the least explored parts of in the in the current star wars timeline in yes. the old legends they were all over the new republic but in the current star wars they, we have not seen much of the new republic especially on screen we've seen very little of it yeah. so i want to see more of that kind of uh, element of the star wars <laughs> You know, just like what, how does the new Republic operate? What are the, what is what these used to be these, you know, rebel fighters. Now they are the establishment, more or less. What does that mean? Right. And to me, that's their tax code like. How do they vote? I get it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the range of the new Republic feels like, you know, it, it, it seems pretty Mandalorian adjacent in terms of maybe tone, but it seems like it has the potential like, oh, these are kind of like, this is the law on the fringes, right? You know, on the on the outer rim these are kind of like the the arm of law the arm of you know peace and justice blah 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 since the jedi are all dead and stupid um uh you mentioned that uh, ryan mentioned i think or one of you mentioned that you're at least excited for the obi-wan show but i do think we need to talk about that because um well the reason being yeah because i don't even mind that it's hayden christensen but the way that kathleen kennedy described it did you did you read that quote or whatever? Oh, I don't think so. Maybe you can it was it. like a rematch for the battle of of the battle of the century, or something like that. What did she? Nope, there's... don't like that. Yeah, it it was it was like the one thing that like actually had me made me cringe le- less interested for the show than than the announcement. You know what I mean? Because to me, that phrase just harkens the. I have the high ground, like, oh, it's a rematch. <laughs> this time, it'll be Darth Vader that has the high ground. He's on top of a hill <laughs> next to a fire lake. I was, Battle I was, of the century. I was, uh, like, excited about the idea of it maybe being, like, because, you know, uh, Obi-Wan has a lot of leftover beef with Darth Maul after the Clone Wars. <laughs> leftover and, beef. Uh, and we only have, you know, live action, we saw him briefly on a hologram in the... the uh, the solo movie for no reason at all just to get people <laughs> excited for no reason um, no but i would like I guess yeah, for it would the be, show or it yeah, would be cool know. to explore that um and get a resolution on it but they kind of have already resolved that in star wars rebels um so it, it kind of feels it would kind of feel weird going back to that plot line i yeah i don't care about him, him and darth vader to me that that weakens their them seeing each other again in a new hope yeah so, that's the other thing is like that, sure. it all i i hope they don't like because the other thing is, like, okay, if they're getting Hayden Christensen back, that means they're not just going to be putting him in the suit with a modulated voice. They could get anyone to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing they're going to have flashbacks, mm-hmm. right? Why else would they get specifically Hayden Christensen or he's going to be a Force ghost? It's just going to be him as a Force ghost after Return of the Jedi um, with him and Obi-Wan just, like, hanging out as Force ghosts. Um, 
yeah, I'm not interested in like seeing them fight or meet at all. Like that, it feels like it wouldn't make any sense um, if they met in between these years. Like, yeah. So, so I am not excited about this at all. Yeah, that's why I want a Darth Maul centered show because I loved everything they've done with him since he disappeared after Phantom Menace. I love that he's almost got like a. He reminds me of Scar from The Lion King. He's got kind of that personality. And I love that. I love how, like, I don't know. I want to see more this, of that. Did Scar from the Lion King, does he have robot legs? I missed the... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you mean by that. I don't know. Just his personality and his, and oh, his okay. voice and just the way, like, his mannerisms just reminds me a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, Scar came back or something in some of the sequels. <laughs> yeah, that's what Lion King 2 is about. <laughs> is it? Yeah, the, the hyenas ate all of Scar except for his head. And then he came back with a robot body. <laughs> oh my gosh. How have I not seen this? That sounds awesome. Uh, uh, we'll stay tuned for next episode's Trunk Fire Stories when we all watch Lion King too. Oh no. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm not excited for that so much. Um, same with... Oh, also, you didn't me- I didn't mention it because it's not here, but there's a droid show. Okay. Or a droid movie. Movie? Show? I don't remember. It's a droid something. It's going to be animated, though, so that's also pretty low on my list of things. Yeah, so there's, it seems like there's a lot of like short animated projects. Like They did that one uh, with all the female characters from Star Wars, and I haven't watched that yet. But I watched some like... of those, but that was like uh, the um, Star Wars blah, blah, blah. I forgot what it's called. Destiny. Forces of Destiny. Forces of Destiny, yeah. I've seen a fair amount of those, and it starts out female-centric, but then it just turns into everyone. And they're entertaining. They're good, but... uh. I mean, this droid one, I think, is an actual full production with, like, ILM involved and stuff. Um, But I'm still not interested in it. It looks like it's going to be very kids. Star Wars isn't for kids. When are they going to release a rated R Star Wars film? Directed by Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) I want a Zack Snyder Star Wars film. Um, Release the Snyder cut of Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. Ryan, I love that Why you won't you it release it? <laughs> Ryan, I love that you call it Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, it's Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of the new Skywalker. Uh, what are we interested in? Do we Anything else we want to go into? Um, what else? Well, let's see. Um, I think the ones that, like I said, I'm interested in this Rogue Squadron movie a lot. I'm also interested in the Taika Waititi movie because... I mean, mainly it's just because it's Taika Waititi. Yeah, I, I saw a quote from him, or read a quote from him, that said he said, I can't wait to ruin Star Wars for some fans. And I was like, yep, <laughs> this is who we need in the director's chair. He yes. gets it. He I mean, gets he it. He, he should have done Solo, probably. Yeah, well, yeah. lots of people probably well. should have done Solo. <laughs> um, uh, but that we that's the thing we know almost nothing about, literally. It's just like, oh, he's doing this movie. Sure, okay, that's happening. As much excitement as that could bring, I guess I'm that excited. But stuff is more detailed. I'm the other things I'm most excited about are Star Wars Visions, which is going to be an anthology series, and it seemed that, again not too much detail, but I think it's animated. Well, some of it's probably going to be animated. I, I would like it to be mix of everything, but it reminds me of potentially things like the Animatrix and stuff. Oh, it's um, right. It's anime. That's right. It's a it's, yeah, exactly. It's anime. Sorry. Anime style. Yeah, I forgot anime. about that. Yeah. Well, that'll be um, interesting. That'll be something new, at least. Yeah, that, and then actually, the acolyte is the other one that I'm actually most interested in. Um, <laughs> the acolyte, again, not a lot known about it. They kind of did the little log line. It's basically it's a mystery thriller um, 
about kind of the rise, the not the rise, but some uh, the dark side. But the most interesting thing is that it takes place during the High Republic, so it's like two hundred years before the prequels. That's right. Which, yeah. which to me is like, yes, finally get out. We 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 could get out of this time, and that to me is just exciting. It's like I, I love the old Knights of the Old Republic games, and those took place like a thousand years before and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm all for like branching out more, getting out there not being so stuck in this like 25 year time frame, or I guess whatever, 40, 45 year time frame. Um, so those are the ones that have the, me the most interested. I would say, Sean, did you mention, oh, isn't there Lando? Did you mention? That? Yeah. And that's, there's also Lando. Oh yeah. That's also not listed here. Lando. I'm, I'm actually interested on that too. I'm, I'm interested, but as of yet, Donald Glover is not attached. My suspicion is just that they haven't officially signed contracts, so they can't say it. But I think it would be weird if Donald Glover wasn't involved. Right. I'd like to give I'd like for him to have another shot at uh, that character because I feel like it was so flat in the movie. It was such a wasted opportunity. Um, It was great. I thought that was going to be great casting and just everything about the movie felt flat to me, including his performance. So give him another shot. But he's a busy Um, guy. He's he's high in demand. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm hopeful, too, that maybe he would be involved creatively as well, like as a writer or something and on it. Right. So. Um, if that happens, then I'll be even more excited, but I'm somewhat interested in that idea. So, yep. Uh, so I would say my top three, I'm, I'm excited for, uh, the Taika Waititi movie for the same reasons that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, next I would say the Acolyte, uh, again, first, most of the same reasons you are. But in addition to that, um, you said that we won't be stuck with any of the same characters. That's not true. You know, that in the Acolyte, yes, we're going to be I... seeing a young, smooth and sexy Yoda. And I can't wait. I mean, I didn't bring it up, but I hope, I really hope that's not the case. But it's, we are going to see smooth and sexy Yoda. Trust me, we're going to see that. You think, you think, look, we got baby Yoda and people are losing their minds. You think they're going to yeah. miss the opportunity of giving a sexy Yoda? They're going to do it. All right. <laughs> Can you happen. please stop saying sexy followed by the word Yoda? Smooth and sexy Yoda. All right. I mean, I smooth, like you it. can keep smooth, I guess, but. All right. Um, and then the the thing I'm most excited for, uh, which we haven't touched upon yet, is the Ahsoka show. And that's just personally because yeah. she's very quickly becoming my favorite Star Wars character. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, like, all the other characters I'm a little sick of. And also all the characters have at least once been dragged through the mud by some bad movie at this point. But I've liked everything she's been in so far. So And I really like that character. So that's the thing. And I think Rosaria Dawson is perfect casting. I loved her seeing her in Mandalorian. So, I'm but her head tails weren't as long as in the animated show, Chewie. Okay, not beard. <laughs> All I right, uh, uh, Ryan, what, um, are you, what are you looking forward to, if anything? Since you hate Star Wars uh, now, <laughs> yep, I now hate Star Wars. So get this garbage out of my face. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny. We're ta- so real quick. We're talking about how indie and the gaps between the different movies and it's similar for Star Wars, right? Um, but at least for the trilogies and just where the contents come from and so from when i was born that was the end of the first round of star wars right so Mm. the next 17 years of my life were defined by no star wars right so that's sort of my status quo so now we're entering this era of that's no longer a thing right any anyone Mm. that's born in the last 20 years their status quo is star wars there's a lot of content um so with all this stuff coming out, I'm having to like really readjust and say, well, Star Wars is just, it's not 
Star Wars is no, it's it's not my Star Wars anymore, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's not my Batman. This is a new definition of Star Wars, and so with that in mind, I th- actually I think I'm lining up more with where you guys are at, um, with the uh, the acolyte, um, and actually I am really excited for the Lando show, um, if that ends up being a real thing. Ryan, just admit you're excited for smooth and sexy Yoda. <sighs> Okay, just admit it. All right. Thank you. I Um, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing, too, is that one of the things that, you know, that you could say with all of this stuff is that at the very least, hope. uh, well, maybe not in the very least, but ideally, that's part of the plan, right? Is that someone, whatever type of Star Wars fan you are, the idea is they're hopefully hitting an appeal on one of these things for all types of Star Wars fans. Because there's some types of Star Wars fans that hate the animated stuff. I'm never going to want, like, right? They're not going to watch any of that stuff. There's some types of Star Wars stuff that they love the Clone Wars. They grew up watching Clone Wars as a kid, so they're going to watch the Bad Batch. You know what I mean? Like, that's their thing. So I think, and, you know, for good or bad, I I think that's kind of the strategy, right? It's just like, Mm -hmm. we're going to give them everything, a, a variety of stuff, instead of like, being so, I don't know, um, monolistic with our Star Wars. One movie every yeah. couple of years. This is what you get. If you don't like it, too bad. And then you have everyone up in uproar because it's not fitting their specific vision of what they like about Star Wars. So now they're just like, okay, fine. Everyone gets a Star Wars. What kind of Star Wars do you <laughs> yeah, like? Yeah, okay, go for it. Here's this show. Here's right, they're just it. they're just gonna saturate the market and hit yeah. every possible demographic. Though I I do wonder if that is going to be a thing that oversaturation and I I, yeah. I think we might see that when we start talking about Marvel too because mm-hmm. um, we've we've seen it in the past like it's, it's happened in the past of in like the 80s and 90s where certain kid well more kid oriented things and I'll I'm going to say Star Wars just for the sake of this argument is in that category they oversaturated themselves and ended up they ended up imploding. I mean, I think Star Wars is too big for that to happen. Yeah. But maybe no, I, they, I, I could see I like a, a decline. Um, well, it's interesting too, because if you remember when Solo came out, it didn't do as well as they had hoped. Right. And a lot of people speculated, like, oh, it was too much Star Wars. People were tired of Star Wars because it came out, it came out only like a cup. Instead of waiting the whole year for the holiday season, they released it in May after The Last Jedi. And so... Oh, yeah. People speculate, oh, it's too much Star Wars. You oversaturate it. You burn people out on Star Wars and blah, 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 blah. So, and that was just one film. Now, obviously, it's a different context because, again, you have big movie releases as opposed to streaming shows. It's much more, you know, buffet style. Take it what you take what you want. You don't have to go big, you know, this big event type thing isn't, it's not the same type of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I totally think it reminds me of like, you know, when a franchise gets too big, like years ago when Krispy Kreme made it to the West Coast and they were right. everywhere. And yep. then like three years later, what happened to all those Krispy Kremes? Oh, yeah, no, no, exactly. Um, appropriate that you use buffet as the analogy since it's, yeah. it's more like just stuff your face with as much stars as you possibly can. Or Yeah. yeah. Well, y'all know um, that I love buffets, so. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'm. I think we both have the same perspective on it, or we all kind of do. I'm probably a little bit more hopeful, maybe not. If not hopeful, then I'm willing to kind of take the good with the bad. Um, but that isn't to say that I totally don't like the bad and I don't want to see the bad. And <laughs> um, yeah, 
Yeah. Also, we didn't really talk about it, but the Cassian Andor series. Um, nothing much to talk about there, but I'm not really super excited about that. I like Diego Luna a lot, and if it's the same production values as like Mandalorian and stuff, great. But I I just don't really care about that character. No, he's pretty show based on that character. Pretty much anyone that was in that movie, I didn't care about. Other than the robot, I think I like the robot. Well, he's Um, gonna be in there, so okay. I'm on board. But yeah, it looks like they're doing a lot of practical effects and yeah, uh, a lot of you know production value. So well, it really seems like with Mandalorian and that new technique they figured out to keep the cost down with you know with the um, I don't even know what it's called, but you know they have an LED screen on set instead of like green screen. I, I feel like maybe somebody at the studio went, "Hey, we can be cranking out a lot more content at a much cheaper price with this new with this new method." So, you know, yeah. if they if they if they can, I guess go for it. You know, and 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 like I like if it is the same production levels or more that the man like again talking a little bit about Mandalorian season two, but some of the stuff that they've had in some of those sets look awesome too. Like I don't know if you remember episode three, like there's the repurposed walker that's mm-hmm. like the dredger and stuff and like all these things and it's it just looks so cool. Like it's like the awesome like visual storytelling that looks practical and looks real. That that I'm hoping that is kind of in the same type of in all of these shows basically, the same type of production level and value that they put into all these shows. So Absolutely. All right. Any last thoughts on Star Wars before we move on to the next uh, just one last one. I don't know if you guys heard, but um, the original actor who played Boba Fett died today. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did not hear Good that. Show. Yeah, Jeremy uh, Bullock. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make a little mention. Kind of sad. But... Yeah, was, and as like a week ago, or a little David Prowse passed away too. So just like with the the the, uh, the, the body the... actor for Darth Vader. That's right. Yep. Yep. So wow. two titans of. Um, Men in evil suits, suits, but cool, but evil looking suits. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's talk Disney Studios. This is the longest list out, out of all of them. Um, probably yeah. has the fewest amounts of titles I'm actually interested in. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and, this also includes all live action and Disney animated stuff. So. Yes. Uh, it's a lot of. Well, just say it up front. It's a lot of sequels and remakes. So uh sounds like they're staying the course. But you know what's rate. actually kind of funny is like, is there on it'd be interesting to go back through this entire thing and look at anything that is an original idea. I mean, obviously any of the Lucasfilm is immediately not not doesn't count because mm-hmm. it's all spin off stuff. Disney Studios, there's gotta be a few, one something in here that's original, right? <laughs> I can see two so far. Now let me let's um... let's list through them already. We got uh we got the Hocus Pocus remake and or sequel. I don't I can't cipher if it's that or not. We got the Three Men and a Baby sequel starring Zac Efron. That is the movie. Is it a that, sequel or just a remake? A remake. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't that's, know. I... That's definitely a movie that we asked for. Um, <laughs> animated. Diary. I mean, the thing is that like I just want it to be a normal happy. It's just like maybe three polyamorous gay men that just have a child. Like why can't that? And that's just like it's not a wacky hijinks thing. It's just like yeah, this. About their family. Where's the conflict, Sean? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, is the continue. is the movie Zach Efron Three Men and a Baby? I hope that's the full title of the movie. Man. I hope Zach Efron is the baby, Marlon yeah. Wayne style. That would be pretty fantastic, yes. Oh man. Or right, what else we got? We got the animated diary of a wimpy kid TV show for Disney Plus. Uh now that Disney owns Fox, we ha- they own Ice Age uh, and all of Blue Sky Studios, so we there's an Ice Age Disney Plus series coming. 
there's an animated Night at the Museum film happening. Uh, we got updates on the live-action Little Mermaid remake. Um, there's a reboot of Chippendale Rescue Rangers starring John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Uh, a remake and Seth of... Rogen. Oh, is Seth Rogen in there too? Oh, is he He's the... Monterey Jack. Oh, I was just going to ask if he was Monterey yeah. Jack, but I couldn't remember that character's name. Um, awesome. Um, we have Zach, uh, Robert Zemeckis directing a Pinocchio remake. Something called Peter and Wendy. We have a sequel to Enchanted called Disenchanted. Creative title, guys. Good, good. Um, we got. Up- <laughs> I mean, they don't they own they own Fox. Doesn't I guess Netflix is Disenchanted. Yeah. Um, the updates on the Jungle Cruise ride. Uh, we're getting a live action Lion King prequel, <laughs> which is the thing that probably makes me the angriest on this entire list. Um, we got updates on Raya and the Last Dragon, and then a bunch of. Disney Plus series for several of their most recent animated films, uh, a Baymax show, a Zootopia show, a Princess Tiana show, a Moana show, and then finally on this list, the uh, one of the few original titles we have, uh, Encanto, which is a, a what country? Columbia, some, yeah, family in Colombia with Lin Morel, Manuel or Miranda involved somehow. Okay, so a musical animated film with, or is it animated or is it live action? Do we remember? I think it's animated. Yeah, okay. because it's part of the Disney animated. Okay, great. Yeah, ac- excellent. So that and Raya and the Lost Dragon, I think, are the only two things in this massive list of Disney Studios titles that are original. And I would argue that maybe just Encanto, because, uh, well, I have thoughts about Raya and the Lost Dragon. I don't even but... know what Ra- Raya and the Lost Dragon is, though. It sounds familiar. I feel like I should know what that is. It's, um, from what I can tell from the trailer, it's, it's the next, it's the next Disney animated studios film, um, in the, okay. you know, canon one. Um, it, right. it looks a little bit like a combination of, uh, Avatar slash Legend of Korra and like Tomb Raider. So, I mean, those are things, those are all things that I like, sure. but, yeah. but it, uh, it doesn't seem, I don't know. It, it, I was talking about this with Maeve uh, not that long ago when we watched the trailer, and we were talking about how it kind of just looks, it looks very focus grouped. Um, mm. Just like, okay, what yeah. do kids nowadays, all right, they love Avatar, right? They love action movies. They love dragons. They love the, okay, wh- how can we just, what's everything the kids like? Put it all in one movie. Um, but that being said, it looks cool. I like the animation style. Mm. I look. I like the, you know, the trailer looked cool. Um, so, I can't, I don't know if it's a musical or not. I don't think it is, but... Um, I don't know. I'm interested in it. I, I will obviously see it. I see every animated Disney movie, so there's that. Um, and then I wish we knew more about Encanto, um, but there you go. Yeah. Um, um, a couple things. Just I, again, this list is already way too long, but just to just to mention it, throw it out there. A couple things um, we didn't mention yet is there's going to be a Mighty Ducks TV series. Oh, I there's going to be a Beauty and the Beast prequel about Gaston. Or something. Why? Oh. <laughs> There's gonna be a a new a Swiss Family Robinson. Um, oh, can we turn which... the, we can we turn the Tarzan Treehouse back into the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse? At yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that one actually is involved involves Ronald D. Moore, who I'm a big fan of. He was a writer on Deep Space Nine, and you know one of the creators of Battlestar, and a lot. recently he did Outlanders, that really successful Scottish yeah. romance yeah. time traveling show. Um, <laughs> Um, and then they're doing a new uh, TV show adaptation of Percy Jackson and the, Olymp- and the Olympians. Right. Um, so I thought those were worth mentioning as well. I'm for that. I, I, I'm, exci- I'm I'm for the Percy Jackson remake because I didn't really like the movies. And um, 
you know, I, I feel you're I, a big fan of the books. You read the books, right? I, I I read the original. What is it? A trilogy? How many original books yeah. from the original series? I don't know. I read the original series. They he wrote a bunch of other spinoffs um, that dealt with like um, Roman mythology, and then another spinoff mm. that is about Egyptian mythology that all takes place in the same universe. I haven't read any of the stuff beyond the original Percy Jackson books. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but they were entertaining enough. Um, and I, I, I kind of feel like the movies got the, um, series of unfortunate events treatment. Um, so I'm hoping that the series also gets the series of unfortunate events treatment that Netflix uh, gave it, um, yeah. to where it gives it more time to tell the stories right. So, and again, you know, I'm not super invested in that series, but, uh, I'll tell you, a lot of my students are, um, it's real popular really? with, yeah, a hmm. lot of. A lot of my uh, high school students grew up with that series. And, uh, I was many... going to say, I guess they're the age range where they kind of were like that coming, like, you know, teens, tweens, right when those that series was real popular. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so they love Percy Jackson, and uh, I could see that being a big success. Uh, they probably, it's probably the reason why it's in production right now. Um, but, you know, if nothing else, I read the books, so of course I'm going to watch it out of curiosity to see if they do a better or worse job. Uh, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I forgot about that one. Uh, um, but yeah, the rest, I mean, there's a lot of things in here that are just like, I don't, it's, I don't know. They're so, <laughs> I don't know. It's like a parody, like a prequel to the Lion King. Why? What? It's a, a, you did a live action remake to this movie that was unnecessary. And now you're doing a prequel to a live action remake of the ant. Like, you what? know, you know how, um, all right. A little off top, but you know how, um, there's talk of just like the movie theater industry collapsing entirely because yeah. like Regal yeah. and AMC are on their last legs. And th- some have speculated that like we could see those chains get bought out by like Disney or Amazon or Netflix or whoever, mm-hmm. and they would become privatized chains. Right. Um, yeah. I could see an episode of the Simpsons parodying that where everybody goes to um, like a Disney owned theater and, and all the titles on the marquee would just be these titles. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. haha, it's a joke. They would never make a Lion King right. prequel. Like, you know, yeah. like, all of that's what this re- list reads at to me. It, like Hocus said, Pocus 2. Whoa, that wacky. Those <laughs> crazy Simpsons writers. What will they come up with next? Exactly. Yeah. And, but then and it's it, prophetic. Yeah, it, <laughs> right. Exactly. You know what? They Disney beat them to it before they could even predict yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've entered the age of postmodernism where there's like no such thing as parody. Like reality is the parody. Like, right. It's right. just like, yeah. yep. Yep. How very, so, how very 2020. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, I mean, speaking of Hocus Pocus, it's, again, it's like you, you, it's something that is a fan favorite. It's, I, I don't want, I don't like using the cult term, you know, so, you know, whimsically, but yeah, somewhat of a cult film. But we don't that we don't need a sequel to it. Like I don't know, go watch it. Like instead of making a sequel to Hocus Pocus, just make a cool new original film that yeah. this generation would consider their Hocus Pocus or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it yeah. it's just like that kind of same with like Three Men and a Baby. Just like, well, okay, I guess that movie. <laughs> oh, I guess let's remake it. <laughs> like, just just change a few plot elements and. Make it be an original movie. Don't like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I agree. Just fool us. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> just, just feed the same stuff to us over again with a different title. <laughs> nobody will. Nobody cares enough to notice. Yeah, I don't. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, same with Disenchanted. Like, what? Uh. 
fun, charming, wonderful movie. Why are we doing another one? Well, the, now I, I don't know. I'm going to be a little less cynical right now. I want to talk about some of the things on this list that I do like. And one of those is, right. is that because I feel like there's the potential to go explore the animated world um, in that mm. movie. Because the most of the first one takes place in, in the live action world. I feel like that would be fun. And that's the obvious thing to do. But um, I, I really yeah. like the idea that uh, the Adina Mazel character from the first movie... Um, you know how you know how Amy Adams' character shows up in the real world and makes everything better. I want to see Adina yeah. Mazel corrupt the animated world. I want to see her ruin that world. That would be actually that would fit with the title. Fun. That would be that. That would be. The... I'm not. Yeah. I there's a lot they could do with that. I I suppose. I just. I guess maybe one of it because when did that one come out? That came out like 15 years ago. I feel like. Yeah, it's it's been a while well, ago. Yeah. It was right yeah. before the. Uh, it was right before the Disney revival age, like before we had like yeah. Tangled and Princess and the Frog. It was like two years before right. that. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then I want to just touch on some of these uh, Disney Plus TV shows. We have Baymax, Zootopia, Tiana, and and Moana. Um, I'm actually very excited for the Zootopia show. Um, because when yeah. I s- And that one's actually a special, it's like a limited show. So yes. it's not like an ongoing kind of thing. It's like almost like a mini series. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I liked... When I saw Zootopia, I thought this would have this was great, but it would have been better as a TV series because it's a mm-hmm. it's a crime mystery yeah, show, yeah. and I love the concept of just like that's a genre that's well known and it's established. But yeah. I like the concept of putting that genre into this goofy animated anim- mm-hmm. animal world. animal. Yeah. Um, so I w- I want like a mystery of the week series out of that. I think that would yeah, be that's fun. great. And the way they described it is like they're going to explore more of the animal di- the biomes of the different. Mm-hmm parts of the city which like as like that's one of the most appealing parts of that is like ooh, how does this part of the city work and like you know it almost feels like a kind of video game ish kind of thing yeah um, i yeah so I, that's exciting too i said that too I, I thought that would be make a really fun open world game like arkham style um yeah imagine that but like aimed for kids that would be really fun but i i liked yeah. how zootopia really had a lot of commentary on just like social problems but mm-hmm. i also just feel like they barely scratched the surface i feel like there's so much room yeah. for them to explore way more actual real world issues yeah. in an animated way that kids can understand kind of like avatar does. Um, yeah. so I think that show has a lot of potential. Um, I also think Baymax does too, just in that it's a superhero story where the kids only just became superheroes at the end of the movie. So yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see them go fight some more crime. Um, and I know there is a big hero six TV show on Disney plus that I have not watched, but, um, so I can't really comment on that, but uh, I don't know. I think there's more potential for that universe as well. Um, so there's that. Um, I mean, I I spent the summer watching through the Tangled series, and I thought it was great. And I think that if they get a lot of the same writers and teams working from that series working on some of these, I think there's a, a lot of potential for for these shows. I, I I don't care so much about the Moana show, and not so much about the Princess and the Frog show either. Um, but you know, if they're good, I'll you know then. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think I'm actually kind of somewhat interested. I'm, you know, the Zootopia show seems really interesting. And I, I know there's the Baymax show already, but I, or a Big Hero 6 show already, but I'm kind of interested. I like the idea of a uh, that show. Maybe I should give it a shot because I actually do like that world a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's something that maybe is a little underappreciated. It's, it's almost cyberpunk but a non-dystopian version of a cyberpunk yeah. future yeah i do like which that. to me is like oh that's a cool idea like a non-dystopian future 
where tech is involved and like right yeah that like that's a cool idea i, I want to see more of that so I, I should give that a shot and maybe that the new one a shot as well um i think what, some of the stuff that separates why i like or maybe i don't like but why i'm less cynical about some of these and more cynical about others is i think there's there's a in my mind a statute of limitations i think is like okay bayman or um big hero 6 utopia tiana moana those are somewhat recent. Like, I guess Prince of the Frog is not so much. But somewhat, those are all somewhat recent and fresh. So I feel like, okay, they're still within their time frame to turn this into a franchise if they want. But Hocus Pocus, guys, dude, you had 25 years. If <laughs> You don't get to turn into a franchise 25 years later. You, the time is up. Yeah, whatever you they're going to do something new. Whatever they're going to do with Hocus Pocus, it's not what anybody wants. People wanted yeah. a Hocus Pocus sequel a couple years after the original one happens the, not ti- the time is, years the time later, is up yeah. it's, it's over you you missed yeah. your shot you know i would love to be proven wrong if it's good cool then I, I now that being said let me completely just be a hypocrite and say actually one of the things i'm most excited for is the chippendale <laughs> 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 but mostly because of the casting right yeah I mean, exactly because of the casting hilarious. and it's being directed by akiva you know lonely island akiva. yeah so yeah it's like okay they know what they're like i yeah. they're hilarious and i feel like even though if it's still kind of for kids, I still think it's something I would get a kick out of in the same way that like maybe Lego, mo- you know, Lego yeah. movies. Yeah. Have, right? have any of you watched the uh, the reboot of Animaniacs yet? I did. I've, I've watched no, like seven or eight episodes. Yeah, I have I've watched, watched I think up. two, um, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's fun to just like, hey, it's the theme yeah. song and it's the classic humor and it's, you yeah. know, comment- commentating on modern stuff. I could see Chip and Dale being similar to that um you know i didn't need it but if you know again the casting the writing i think that has potential as well yeah and then what else and then some of the other it's a mecca's pinocchio whatever polar express 2 because tom hanks is in it (laughs) yeah no no (laughs) i think i'm with you i think i can sum this up the best and well uh, the same way that you did um anything pre-revival era like it had its time let it rest yeah let it be move on yeah, we don't. We don't need to keep digging up dead bodies and pulling st- putting strings on them and making them dance. It's already dead. <laughs> All right. Anyways, well, that's. I think I, that encapsulates. I don't know. Well, Ryan, do you have any favorites from? I mean, I yeah, my favorite from the list was Zootopia. So I yeah. kind of we keep lining up a little bit too squarely. Um, the only thing it would be like, oh god, how many animal puns can we sit through here? <laughs> but besides that, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, okay, we had to pick three. That was our gimmick. We had to pick three. Okay, <laughs> All right. I, I will say Zootopia, Baymax, and hmm, Chippendale. Those are the ones that I'm most looking forward to. It's close between Chippendale and uh, Disenchanted, just because I really liked Enchanted, yeah. but I'll still, I'm sticking with Chippendale. Sean, what do you say? I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to, like, okay, definitely Chippendale, Zootopia, and then... Yeah, Baymax, I guess. I don't know, maybe Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Not really, but So is Jungle Cruise is that animated? No, no it's live action. That movie's So been... if they if they just cast Dwayne the Jock Ronson, <laughs> um <laughs> That is a much better name he should have gone with. He has been wrong his whole career. <laughs> yeah, I've I just fixed that right now. Um and Kevin Hart and Jack Black. Yeah. This just throw Aquafina you... in there too? Yeah. Just do this. It's a formula. It worked for Jumanji. Let's just do it again. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I, I can't say I'm actually like excited for that. But if 
it it'll be good. I am I am fascinated by the the entire concept of making movies out of theme park rides. Um, so I <laughs> it's mean, it's worked well if, so far. If well, right. I mean, yes. it's just such a weird idea to me, and it happens so infrequently that like I just it's a, curiosity is going to do me in on that one. I just I gotta see what it's going to be like, even oh, if yeah. it's terrible. I have I've got to so. Yeah. yeah. So oh, actually, let me say Encanto. I'll say Encanto instead of Jungle Cruise. Okay. Okay. Then I'll say Jungle Cruise. Okay. <laughs> in, in, okay. There, there we go. All right. Well, we can all agree none of the none of the remakes or sequels from old stuff is anything that we care about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. All right. So Disney Studios. There you go. Uh, moving on to oh, what about Percy Jackson? It was on the list. Chewy, did that factor? Does that change your ranking? Uh, mm. No. No, it does not. Okay. Okay, moving on. Uh, Pixar, and this is a surprisingly. This will be a nice little aperitif before the just indulgent dessert we head into, because there's not very many things announced. Oh. Sorry, my phone is ringing. Um, uh, there's not very many things announced for Pixar comparatively. Um, Wait, it's gonna be hard to pick our top three out of these. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling to pick two. Um, <laughs> um, oh, well, okay. Pixar, so we got <laughs> yeah, we got Doug Days, which is a TV show about Doug the dog from Up, apparently. But it also still has um, Ed Asner, not real Ed Asner, but cartoon Ed Asner. Oh, okay. Um, in the trailer, they showed like he he's he's interacting with Doug. He's he's a character and stuff. So it's not just like Dog Town. Okay. Um, Dog that's Town. a much better title, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, after that, we have Cars series. Okay. <sighs> Cars got yeah, a Mater and Lightning McQueen solving crimes. No, they're probably not. They actually might be sold. I didn't see Cars three. Did Lightning McQueen survive? Yeah. yeah. Did you watch it? <laughs> I did watch okay, it. Okay, I didn't see it. I'm now. I mean, it's definitely better than Cars two. It's no Cars one, and I don't even really like Cars one. Eh, but it's so. Eh. Okay, it's, fair enough. It's a movie. Cars um, Cars has its place in society. Mater is barely in it. That the the best thing I could say for that movie <laughs> is that Mater has like three lines in it. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give it a so shot. So apparently, I mean, they figured some, shove them down our faces with the TV show. Though. At some point, I gotta catch up on the Pixar movies that I haven't seen, just out of obligation. And unfortunately, the ones I haven't seen are Cars Three and um, The Good Dinosaur. And Actually, so same story. A couple months ago, though, I made a point to close all my Pixar gaps. Um, there's about a got to be a better way of saying that. But um, <laughs> I uh, so I watched that and good dinosaur and neither one blew me away but good dinosaur i liked more than i like i was about 45 minutes into that movie i'm like oh i i didn't like this movie but now i think i do like this (laughs) well is that where you ended on thinking that you liked it Eh, i mean i yeah i mean i still haven't made a decision honestly it 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 didn't it didn't demand i choose if i like that movie or not didn't care enough the movie didn't um Right. I was just surprised because it turned into it turned into like a genre film unexpectedly, or at least I recognized it when it wasn't obvious at the beginning. Hmm. Well, it was probably I was just really dense. I don't know. Whatever. It was okay. There's dinosaurs in it. Um, that's not announced though. Where were I? Was it Cars series? Cars series. 
After that, we got Win or Lose, which is a TV series about a Little League soccer team. Softball. Softball team. And each episode's um, a, from a different perspective. It's Rashomon. It's Pixar's Rashomon. <laughs> but, but about Little League baseball. Yeah. That the, the most exactly. boring Kurosawa subject to ever tell a story from different perspectives of. Would be proud. So, But this is, um, this is significant because it's their, Pixar's first TV show. Oh, that's true. Okay, so yeah. that's something. <laughs> that's yeah, and then well, Doug. Oh, is this is it the first show that's premiering? Because Doug Days is a show. Uh, no, Pixar. Oh, first ever long form series. Uh, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. Um, okay, well, whatever. It's something. It's significant somehow. Oh, maybe Doug Days is a movie. No, it's this is a short. Oh, it's a short. That's what it is. Oh, well then. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Pixar, get your act together. But um, then next we have Turning Red, which is about a girl who tunes into a red panda. Uh, that's it. And then Lightyear. Oh, boy. The true story is a Buzz Lightyear. It's, it's not about um, Tim Allen Buzz Lightyear. It's about the real Buzz Lightyear, who is Chris Evans. Oh, did... did- uh, Tim Allen killed Chris Evans, and then he had to put on the Buzz Lightyear suit, and then he became Buzz <laughs> This is the story Buzz of Lightyear. how that happened, leading up to that. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that is a, that's a, that would be incredible if, <laughs> if that were the premise. <laughs> that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, Luca, which is a coming age coming of age story about two boys on vacation is in Italy or, some, or somewhere something with Italy. There's Italy, in Italy, yeah, yes. Italy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what do we make of this list here? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to say like Pixar is like fallen or because that's really dramatic, and I I still like Pixar. I you know maybe not as much as every single entry do I love, but I I'm hard, I'm there's not much I'm excited for on this list at all. Yeah, yeah. I gotta I gotta say same thing. Um, I will say this. Um, I like that. Uh, as far as the films go, um, it's mostly original ideas. Um, I mean, it's I mean, there's yeah, three films fair. on this list, um, and then even with the TV series, one of them is an original idea. As far as like, it's not uh, Pixar got into a rut of sequels for a while. Like it had its, mm-hmm. its glory days, and then it just started cranking out sequels for a little while. And I'm happy to see that that is kind of they're bucking that trend. Um, yeah, I agree. Because I, I want to, I, I always liked pick classic Pixar because of how original every movie was, and you know, yeah. but I never knew what to expect out of their movies. Like none of their trailers ever made me excited for a Pixar movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I was excited at the the fact that I didn't know much about it. Like I didn't, I went yeah. into most of them not knowing what to expect, other than it's probably going to be good. Um, so yeah, making a lot of sequels, even though most of those sequels are are decent to good, it's just like not what I wanted. You know, um, yeah. So this turning red concept is, I feel like super wacky. It's just super out there, um, and I'm yeah. really. I mean, it's about a girl going through puberty and she transforms into a red panda when she gets angry. Um, that is an out there concept, and I'm just I so curious <laughs> to see what what that's yeah. going to be like. Mm-hmm. Sounds uh, cool. Um, but and then yeah, Luca. That looks interesting. But uh, I I feel like we got to talk about Lightyear. <laughs> well i mean did you guys read the quote from chris evans no can you so the, his quote is because to to clear up any confusion just to be clear this isn't 
Buzz Lightyear the Toy. This is the origin story of the human Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based on. So, in the toy... I, I mean, I, I get the premise, but then I don't get the premise. Because the toy Buzz Lightyear, he's obviously based... He's like our equivalent to Iron Man, right? Right. There's an Iron Man toy. He's based on the character Iron Man. I get that. But he's saying he's based on the human Buzz Lightyear. There's no real Tony Stark in the real world. But are, is he saying there's a real maybe, Buzz Lightyear maybe Buzz, in the Buzz Toy Light? Story world? I'm trying to remember back to like Toy Story 1. Isn't isn't like Buzz Lightyear like a TV show yeah, or something? Well, yes. In the, in the yes. toy. So maybe he means like the... <laughs> yeah, so it's not a real person, but it's the person portrayed on TV? Yeah, so the Toy Story 2 opened with them playing the Buzz Lightyear video game, right? You don't know it's a video game, but it's him, like, infiltrating mm-hmm. that alien base, and he dies, and, oh, it's just Rex playing a video game, right? And then after that, they made the animated TV show Buzz Lightyear Star Command, which takes place in the universe of that video game that Rex is playing in Toy Story 2, right? So that's yeah. the connection between all that stuff. So that makes... Right, so the the existence of Lightyear it raises so many questions. Like I I, w- I was I just assumed that it was like oh okay it's more of that universe that universe within the universe of Toy Story, you know yeah. and uh, okay that would make sense if there's an interesting story to tell I suppose but if they're trying to claim that in the Toy Story universe there was a real person named Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> are there aliens? Like what happened? The, what and was they the... and they made a toy off of him. Right. So was he some, like, mystified figure in Toy Story American history that they then turned into, like, a a fantastic, like, a Paul Bunyan-style, like, oh, he actually went on to fight aliens in space and all, like, (laughs) is that what happened? I don't know. It it just, I have more questions than anything else. So it's... Yeah, I mean, I I think we're overthinking it. I'm pretty sure we're overthinking it. I think it's what you think it is. But the way that Chris Evans, it just, it begged more questions. It's like... I mean, not that it wasn't already just like, oh, okay, I, I guess this is a movie you can make. Um, again, I don't know. We always ask questions. Does anyone ask for this? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's an unfair question to ask. Does anyone ask for any movie? I don't know. But this one specifically, I don't know if anyone, especially because it's not like Tim Allen, so it's not even going to be the same Buzz Lightyear. Right. Right? It's going to be a different level of a different character. It really makes me want to do a sequel to my uh, Toy Story Massology. Yeah, well, yeah, I was actually thinking that, especially and the Big Hero Six, Big Hero Six uh, episode as well. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, it's yeah. just it's baffling. It's very. I mean, of everything on this list, that was the one that made me stop for a second and go, "Wait, what?" Like, and it, I still feel that way. That that that's that feeling of unease and confusion has not shaken at all. Since I found out about this and, project. I mean, and the way they pitched it to Pixar, their quote is the definitive story of the original Buzz Lightyear. The so definitive? Because there's been so many others. Right. There's been we, so we many. Muddied, muddied the waters. Original. Yes. Let's get down to brass tacks. We're going to tell it how it actually went down. <laughs> Whatever that is. Don't listen to all these false, you know, fake news, all these other <laughs> stories, the ones we've been telling you. But again, don't listen to those. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean... If they also, I mean, I like. Do you think uh, somewhat relevant for some potential Marvel talk in a bit? But do you think, like, if I was Tim Allen, I'd be kind of peeved. I'm, I'm guessing they probably told him, or I don't know. There was a conversation, but like, 
come on, what do you mean? I mean, Tim <laughs> like, Allen was so busy. His voice is iconic as, yeah. And Chris Evans had nothing going on, I mean. Well, I, I, have, a, <laughs> I have a feeling about yeah, this. Exactly. That I I feel like with like with Toy Story 4, Disney, like, like Disney corporate told Pixar, we want another Toy Story. Do another Toy Story. It makes too much money yeah. for you to stop making Toy Stories. And they're like, oh, God, come on. We did two endings to Toy Story already. Three and four were both conclusions to the series. We can't make any more <laughs> yeah. Toy Story. Can we do something else in the Toy Story universe? And I, 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 I yeah. just have a feeling that's what the, what's going on here. It's like, all right, we yeah. got to do a Toy Story movie. Let's try to do something radically different. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Speculation on my part, but that's what it feels like to me. You know what they should have done? They should have made the Buzz Lightyear spinoff series that was about the mini Buzz Lightyear that says, oh, from fast you like honey mustard dressing? Yeah, you do. <laughs> they should have done that spinoff. That's the best version of Buzz Lightyear. Oh, that's man. the true story of Buzz Lightyear, I choose to believe. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's the, that's the true original. Yeah, down to brass tacks. No, just, yep. there you go. Okay, well, okay, thinking about it more, it's like, okay, it, it can't obviously, it it's obviously can't be like a real person called Buzz Lightyear. It has to be the, uh, the equivalent of a Tony Stark thing okay like i was saying because if there's a movie about a real person it's not going to be <laughs> it's not going to be much action right it's just like some corporate or uh, maybe he's an astronaut i don't know but then it turns into the movie like that uh um um the uh was that one with ryan first um, first man yeah first man then it just turns into first man right it's just a drama <laughs> Um, now you know you keep up you keep bringing up iron man what if the whole thing yeah. is like a parody of a marvel movie Right, because oh, if, a, if a, I could be into that, if a Marvel movie yeah. exists within the Toy Story universe, then of course it would have toys, right? So maybe the whole thing okay. is going to be an overblown superhero just making like poking fun of its other Disney's other properties. You know, I could I would get down on that. That would be really. I would okay. totally be down for that. It, it, again, just to play dumb, cynical, wet blanket. You know, that is kind of what The Incredibles is mm. a little bit already. I don't know. I don't. But, I don't think of it as a parody. I think Incredibles is a little smarter. Uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, I agree. I could see that. I, I'm actually when you pitch it like that, I'm. I could see like actually being more into it, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's I don't know. It's it's wacky and interesting regardless. Um, so yeah, not a long list here, but tops. Let's um, just pick one for me. Okay. Well, I was gonna say I. I actually am also excited for turning red, but I think I'm actually win or lose. I was joking about it, but I don't know. That idea does seem interesting to me. Like it, it probably won't be anywhere close to what I think it's going to be like, but I'm kind of into that. Seems like it has potential. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, so win or lose. And then turning red and then Luca, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess t- turning red takes the top for me, but uh, win or lose. When I first heard about it, I, it did seem interesting mostly because it's like, Oh, Pixar gets control of a TV series. That sounds interesting mm-hmm. on its own. They might do some, they might do some interesting things with that. But then I was like softball. Why would they choose something so out of touch with like the youth of the, like who plays softball? I don't like, I, I can't, I don't know a single, I, I, think I don't really know a lot of kids. Softball. Maybe but why, like soccer, maybe soccer a little more in touch with, I don't know. Plus, softball is super boring. I mean, baseball is boring, but like, then 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 we, dial it down a bit. Then dial be, it down. We might be biased because 
of where we live in the world, soccer is, at least in America, soccer is bigger in California than it is in lots of other parts of America. Okay, I mean, mm. that's so, fine. So okay, I, I that's can fine. imagine softball but, being a lot of, like, the Midwest, and I, I could see that relating to a lot of the rest of the country. All right, well, regardless, it's a very mundane thing to yeah. spend a lot of time animating. Right. Whereas yeah. if I'm seeing something animated, like I, if it's actually The Simpsons, there was an animator for The Simpsons or maybe a director or someone saying like, it costs us the same amount of money to draw Bart sitting in the living room on a couch or draw him in the middle of of hell talking to the devil. Yeah. Why would you bother to spend the same amount of money drawing something so mundane as baseball when you could do <laughs> literally anything? Yeah. That's actually a really good point. I had thought of. Actually, it reminds me of um, Adult Swim. I remember years ago we used to go to Comic Con panels for Adult Swim, and it was when in the early days of Adult Swim when they were just kind of throwing any sort of wacky, yeah, just nonsense at the wall. I love those. And times. one of the few things, one of the main heads of development there or whatever, he would in one of the panels is like, we the only thing that we one of the only requirements for our shows is that it's something that has to be animated. This show can't. It doesn't work unless it's an animated show. Now, That's since then, brilliant. they've obviously changed because there's plenty of live action shows on yeah. Adult Swim now. Yep. But at the time, I was like, oh, that's a good, that's a really good, simple premise. And that's also something I've kind of like maybe subconsciously always thought Pixar was good at. Is like they've taken these ideas that can only be done animated. Um, right. And, and you know, taken advantage of that. And so, yeah, that's a, this is a good point. Like, is this something that can only be done animated this show about softball yeah and we'll see we will yeah. see i'm gonna we i'm gonna see. be bold here i'm gonna pick my one i'm most excited for is Lightyear. <laughs> i right. i'm gonna i'm gonna say it because that's the one that i just i that's the one i had the the biggest emotional reaction to <laughs> so all the other ones that's fair that's is a good my point. normal yeah. my normal pixar reaction huh well, I, I don't know much about it at this point, but I'm sure it'll be good. But Lightyear is the one where I'm like, okay, what? That's the one that got my attention. So uh, that's what I'm gonna. Hmm. Um, that's what I'm gonna go with. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I would say it's obviously the most. It's the biggest announcement out of this list. I would say. I would agree for sure. Um, cool. Oh, actually, one more thought. I, I just thought of this. Another. You were saying. Like or going back to win or lose, why softball and why not soccer or nights on the ring? I was thinking because softball and baseball, because the idea is the whole show is about perspective, right? And each person's gonna each episode is gonna be a different perspective on takes. In softball and baseball, the roles of each team member and player are so drastically different, right? Mm, yeah, maybe there's something to that, and and they could right? they could play with the actual literal concept perspective in that they are standing around baseball diamond from different yes. actual literal perspectives right yeah like a, what a pitcher does and how a pitcher sees the game and what they're doing in the game is way different than a right fielder or a third baseman or a catcher you know what i mean right, like yeah. there's just like and 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 maybe that there it somewhat ties into that idea whereas in soccer obviously there's different roles but in general you're all doing the same thing you're all running and kicking the ball so hmm. okay maybe it is Maybe I'm reaching here. No, I don't think I so. Just I, I think that, I mean, I think that is a very fair prediction of what this could be because you know, uh, it, Pixar is known yeah. for taking risks on uh, you know unique ideas, and that would really be mm -hmm. a unique idea, I think, for an animated yeah. TV show. Yeah, I think that could be very 
awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I still don't know about the basic mundanity of it all. Mundanity of it all. But, in any case. Well, it'd be quite an achievement for them to make softball really interesting, right? So maybe that's, <laughs> sure. maybe that's, that's okay. their challenge, yeah. you know? Maybe they decided to take that challenge on. This is, They are doing what the Dave Filoni tried to do with the prequels in Clone Wars. <laughs> fix- Guys, let's fix softball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Uh, all right. So moving on to um, maybe the biggest part of the show. We'll see. And that is... The Marvel slash MCU announcements. Um, and again, we got a bunch of biggins. A lot of these actually weren't so much announcements and just more details about stuff that's already been announced. Actually, most of these have probably already been announced. Um, but we have uh, a new WandaVision trailer. We have a new Loki trailer. We have a new Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer. We have new What If trailer. Um, announcement of Black Widow coming out in May, Shang-Chi and the Chen Rings, um, Miss Marvel series, and like an actual TV series, the, I, the Spider-Man Spider-Verse film, or sorry, Spider-Man third film, they actually didn't mention it all during the show. Oh. Yeah, it was really weird that they didn't, and the only reason I bring it up is because I specifically remember after watching, it's like, oh, they didn't mention anything about Spider-Man, that's strange. But we all know it's happening, so in any case. Um, uh, so anyways, this Marvel TV series, Captain Marvel 2 movie, a Hawkeye uh, series with, um, what's her name? Jeremy Renner? Uh, no, the, the other character, the other Archer character who's supposed to be in it a lot. Oh, the this. girl from Bumblebee? Or whatever. Yes, Haley Steinfeld. There you go. Um, Secret Invasion series, I believe. Armor Wars. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're now entering uh, Thor 4, details of Thor 4, Guardians of, well, it's not Guardians 3, it's something separate. That is Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yeah. And then, you don't have it on the list here, Chewie, but, and I won't say it's the biggest, but the announcement of a couple other things, more details on the third Ant-Man film, oh, right. Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp and Quantumania. Mm-hmm. You have Mahars- Mahershala Ali. In a new Blade film. Um, What else here? Moon Knight. Moon Knight, possibly with Oscar Isaac, unconfirmed, but most likely. Um, Black Panther 2, uh, without Chadwick Boseman. They are not recasting him. That's right. Um, Eternals. Eternals. And then... Doctor Strange 2. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange 2. Multiverse of Madness. Adventures in the Multiverse of Madness. And She-Hulk. And then... She Hulk, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm even forgetting things because I had forgot about that. Um, uh, Ironheart, right? Man, I forgot oh, so yes. many of these things on my list. Isn't Sorry there like a that. Groot show too? Oh yeah, and I am Groot TV. Uh, they're like a series of shorts, but yeah, I am Groot. Oh, okay. Um, and then to top it all off, Fantastic Four. Gosh, how oh, did that's I, right. I yep. left so many things that's off right. that list. I just want to go back real quick and, and say that they, when they talked about Guardians, uh, they did say that Guardians Christmas Special was going to film at the same time as Guardians Three. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, I just read it wrong. Yeah, yeah that you're okay. Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They are two separate things, but yeah, they are they're fil- around the same. They're time. filming at the same time. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Um, where, where do we start with yeah. this? I mean, I guess I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll just start by saying that I think by now it's pretty obvious that. They're going full in on the multiverse uh, in in the next phase. 
Um, yeah. I mean, it just seems, there just seems to be way too many implications. I mean, that all the Doctor Strange stuff, Doctor Strange's involvement in the Spider-Man movie, all the casting rumors for Spider-Man 3, uh, it tying into WandaVision and yeah, it just, and it just seems like that's obvious. That's what they're going for. And I kind of am mixed on that because I like that they were able to, um, <clears throat> they were able to keep what, how many was it? 24 movies. They were able to do 24 movies yep. and more or less keep it within its own continuity um, yeah. in more or less the same timeline until the very end there. Um, and now it's like, it seems like, okay, well, it's too hard to do that. <laughs> like, it, it almost <laughs> feels like, well, we're, we're, we got we to gotta do all these characters. We have them. We got to do Fantastic Four. We got to do X-Men. We got to do all this stuff. But it, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it kind of feels like, it kind of feels like doing multiple universes and multiple timelines is an easy way out. Um, but at the same time, it, it's also very true to how comic books work. So I was going to say that it, it very much mimics the lines of how, you know, that's usually yeah. what happens in comic books. It's only a matter of time before some comic character or franchise opens the gates to some multiple dimension type thing. Yep. And that's, we're there. And I mean, I guess that does make sense to do it now because they did the Thanos series and they concluded yep. the Thanos series and you know why not i mean they have they had they tied that whole thing up with a bow it's all one self-contained timeline that makes sense on its own now we can go whichever direction we want to um so yeah um i don't know where to start on this list but i, I can pick one unless you <laughs> unless you have one that you want to talk about um well i how about we start with some of the stuff that had already been announced but they just have more details about sure and, and i got one trailers for it. um i i really i liked the loki trailer quite a bit um the the tone was not what i was expecting also i'm happy that i mean it was not it's not like this was a hard thing to predict but i like that they just full-on out in the trailer said hey remember when loki disappeared uh mm -hmm. during endgame well that's the series i i i assumed that was what yes. it was going to be and it was just nice justification feeling right yeah um and that's cool i'm, I'm glad that that's a loose end that they obviously planned for are now gonna tie up so uh, that uh, that looks fun I, I i like that i mean yeah i think it was we all had assumed that but it was like to have to confirm it and it's kind of cool because it still doesn't diminish loki's death then at the beginning of endgame mm -hmm. right because it's different Loki, right? right? And and it's and the Loki we're getting for the show is more of the anti-hero Loki, it's, it's right? The it's the jerk Loki, he's, yeah, yeah, he's the jerk yeah. Loki, right? So that's also kind of fun because he's back to kind of being more, you know, villainous, um, which I, I was I still think is probably in the early phase, phase one especially was the only like good Marvel villain, right? Was Loki, oh yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely liked that trailer too. It was unex, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but it was like, oh, they're going for this wacky, like kind of thriller, like a caper almost mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like he's like a secret agent, but also, yeah. 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 The tone definitely caught me off guard. I wasn't sure what to expect out of the tone, but it looks fun. I liked that trailer and it also looks very cinematic. I mean, the trailers that we got for mm -hmm. these series look like they could be trailers for movies. Um, yes. you know, whether or not that's just a testament to how good they are at making trailers remains to be seen, but it does seem like they're treating it with the same, I don't know, prestige as they are the, the, the films. Like they are definitely, yep. they are definitely trying to hammer the point across that this is just as much MCU as 
everything mm-hmm. else in the MCU, which they did not bother to do with the Netflix ser- series, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, although you yeah. bring, I was just thinking they, I think, did they confirm? I heard though that Charlie Cox is gonna be in the new Spider-Man film. Huh. Well, I don't. I would have to look that up to ooh. verify. But if it wasn't confirmed, it was. It's been highly speculated recently that Daredevil. Charlie Cox will will be like that could be will be a character that could be their out that could be their way of saying all the Netflix shows were in a slightly different universe than the MCU. Oh, oh okay. I'm gonna say it prediction. Yeah, I'm making yeah. that prediction right now. <laughs> That's actually probably a pretty good call. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they always had just like a like we don't want to talk about it. But wait, is it is though? No, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, you know, just clean that up. Kind of and never mention it, it yep. again. That would be that would be the way to do it. Um, I mean, just what you're saying about the multiverse. I also have kind of mixed feelings about it because I don't. Does anyone get the sense that like, like I I like the idea of multiverse kind of stuff, but I don't like it in practice because it to me it just like if you introduce the ideas of multiple dimensions, then everything is if everything is possible, then who cares? I don't. I stop caring. Like right. Like if there were literal yeah. literal infinite universes, oh, it's. I mean, oh, even the uh, right, it, even the uh, theme park that they're building at California Adventure right now is explained through a multiverse. Like that, that's their in park. <laughs> that's their in story explanation of this is. Oh, this is just another universe. This is. Oh no, it's the universe yes. that happened where Thanos didn't make the snap happen. Where they stopped him before he made the snap. Oh. That's the universe of the theme park. Okay. So, no. um, okay. All right then. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, but I agree, Sean. Like, it, it definitely offends our uh, our ideas and sensibilities of individualism. Like, it is. I think it attacks that. And if it's yeah. happening at large scale, then it's like, well, no. Chris Evans is my Captain America. He there can't be twenty of him or a million of him. <laughs> Well, it's not, he's my guy. Not only does it attack the idea of individualism, but it attacks the idea of stakes for me. Like, oh, this. Oh, yeah, that's this a big part I mean, of like, too. Even yeah. in Endgame, like, oh, um, uh, Gamora died in Infinity War. Well, just pull another Gamora out of another timeline. She's Gamora <laughs> now. Right. Well, I mean, even beyond that, like, oh, we just saved the universe, guys. Or we say, yeah, we saved the galaxy, the universe from snapping and blah, blah. We saved everything. But it doesn't matter because there are literally infinite versions of this. You have saved n as n approaches infinity means nothing matters. Like right. it's just like uh, no. It. I just want like three universes. There could only be three. <laughs> you know, max five maybe. Like I remember, I think it's in the season or it's in the in, in the pilot for the Futurama a free drummer when they like take Fry to the edge of the universe. And they look at the other side and they're just like the cowboy versions of them. And he's like, oh, so there's like an infinite version of these? And they're like, no, just that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you want regular MCU and you want cowboy MCU. And cowboy, cowboy MCU. MCU. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, Batman did that. They did They did, They did. did uh, Gotham by Gaslight and they did Batman the, the Samurai or the Ninja. Ninja. Yeah, the ninja one. I'm more of the ninja. I don't know if I, I don't think I ever saw or, or read. Or no, I, did, I didn't. I just know they exist. But you know, yeah. okay, sure. Yeah, it's just like the the too much is overwhelming, and it just I don't know. It. Yeah. I mean, just on a more broader level, it also calls into question like it. it like if if literally there's in every time if there's a infinite number of possibilities. I don't know. It just is, it, it becomes stupid. Like, who cares? Anyway, I, I so, look, here's my take on it. 
so I, we get to enjoy all these movies at the graces of essentially them appealing to a mass audience, right? Yeah. We, we wouldn't be able to see 23 of these amazing movies and capped off by, you know, Endgame if it weren't for their amazing success, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. you know, great filmmaking, blah, blah, blah. But they were able to for one way or another, keep audiences coming back, despite the fact that the movies are actually demanding quite a bit of them, right? Right. They're asking Mm -hmm. the audiences to pay attention. We kind of reviewed this back when we were talking about Endgame, but to pay attention throughout all these movies and for the most part, connect enough threads that when you get to the Endgame, you know what's going on because it's freaking just bonkers crazy. So, you know, maybe you've only seen half the movies. Well, you're still probably going to be able to make sense of things because you know half the characters that are appearing on screen and maybe why they're there. Um, but when you start throwing these multi-universe things in there, you're asking quite a bit more because the threads start getting much more tangled. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I, th- I think you're... I, I mean, if you and or us three are already a little deterred by that, maybe not deterred, but are wary put off wary of it imagine how that's appealing to the person that only saw half those marvel films or even less yeah and maybe wasn't fully getting the threads that they're weaving together this is you're asking quite a bit more um of the of the audiences to pay attention to all this and then you throw in another character called miss marvel on top of a captain marvel (laughs) i I don't know i think (laughs) i think they may have gone one step too far (laughs) um yeah, I mean, I guess I, I I always like put it in the perspective of I think I probably like would my mom understand like I don't know, mom if you're listening to this do you understand the multiverse stuff do you do you care do you is this something you like are you you're gonna go watch it anyway probably are you like d- does that factor in the idea that like this is a different dimension and that you have to think about how this intersects with these characters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like our mom's kind of like a, a she's probably test. more into it than most. She's, she's more into this stuff than I would say the average viewer even. I would agree. Right? To that, yeah. Um, or like Chewie, your mom, I mean, has your mom watched any, I don't know why I'm picking on well, moms, my, uh, but my mom saw the first Iron Man and said, eh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> True story. So she's all in on the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, there wasn't enough dimension hopping in that for me. <laughs> so yeah, maybe it'll win her over now. No, yeah, I don't know. Like it, older it, generations yeah. or people who are not like they don't have the maybe the time or the energy in their daily lives to yeah. keep track of this massive fictional universe. Like they just want to go to the movies and watch a movie where about a superhero right. beating up monsters. Like yeah. you know, like yeah. you know, and and in that regard, maybe you know, that's it's it's a tightrope walk. Like you got to balance. Mm-hmm. The, these movies to where you cater to them and you cater to the people who are actually in it for the long haul that that's where this is gonna break or, this is gonna make or break it i feel like with this next exactly well yeah, yeah i agree and i do think that like i mean the, the the scene the landscape has changed dramatically obviously in the last 10 years last 20 years in terms of what we audiences or studios think audiences are pal- palatable right because like you're saying rain we've had 23 films where they just have kind of like, you're in on this, and that's the expected behavior of the audience almost. It's like, you have been in on all this. You're, we're not going to play softball with you anymore for Endgame. You're just in on it. And that's almost kind of like, 
that is the audience now on some level. The audience is no longer this random amorphous Joe Everyman, Jane Everywoman. It's now the audience is someone who knows about this stuff. Right. It's someone who watched yeah. the shows on our Disney Plus. I mean, they, it's someone who's seen it, the movies. Right? right. In that respect, they've cultivated their audience and changed the landscape, yes. I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. And, and, and I think it's a matter of like the pendulum, right? Like these things go. And I, and I think I was like, if you'd asked me three years ago, I would have said, oh, I feel like we're probably on diminishing returns and game's going to be over and we're going to like, you'll see this kind of like ebb away from from all this stuff but they obviously are banking on the opposite they're banking on they the are. pendulum still going this direction where we're all way on board and all for this but i do think that at some point like the landscape is you're all bought into these worlds now and and not just marvel and disney but dc and you know everything right sure. the the landscape is you're into these worlds that it it pushes there there's no longer places for these little these independent and i don't mean like independent in terms of filmmaking but standalone i guess things right that's no longer part of the landscape really but that's going to swing back at some point and we're eventually going to go i just like i don't care what who cares about these multiverse things oh who's this new guy who has nothing to do with marvel and look at his shiny suit you know what i mean like that'll be the time for dc to return (laughs) <laughs> yeah or or whatever i don't know it's just like it, it's such an interesting landscape because i do think like as much as this thing stuff is cyclical i do think in some level it's unprecedented in terms of mm-hmm. of entertainment yeah. you know just like i don't know behemoths right even like things like the biggest stuff in the past like i don't know james bond in the 70s or i'm trying to think like some other franchise that even began to come close to what this is right. now well, there's nothing i've read really. a lot of think pieces about how um you know genres come and go like how the western yes. a lot of a lot of comparisons yeah. have been made between comic book movies and the sure. western yeah. genre um and also the uh the movie musical it was really big for a couple of decades mm. and then it died yeah. Um, yeah. but i also think that there's a bigger conversation to be had i think that that's too black and white of a comparison i think that mm. there's something to be said about the fact that um that television is becoming more cinematic and i think yeah. that cinema is becoming more like television where it's now like where you it's a series like it's it's a you're yeah. in it for mm-hmm. the long haul you're not just watching yeah. a movie you're watching a series of films and and because the western genre you know the musical genre they didn't have the interconnected activity that this yeah. does so it's really strange how those yeah. two television and film almost seem to be pulling a flip-flop at this point well it, it and well even that chewy is cyclical because back in the day in the 50s you would go to the movies and watch things called serials mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. would just be a one hour movie that was part of a longer contiguous thing that was planned out from the beginning to be contiguous. If you recall, there was a large, a long running Batman series that did that. Right. Yeah. Um, they're, they're horrible and hilarious. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there was like, I don't know, like 30 of them. of them or something. Yeah. There was yeah. There's a, there was a large number and they're all like an hour long or more. I can't remember exactly, but you went to the movie, like you were watching a movie. And and the story would not be over, and it would it would give you a preview right. of less of last time or a review of last time and a preview of next time when it was over. So it was that's what's happening and that was now. before. <laughs> that, exactly. Yeah, because so we have to stay till cyclical. the end of the credits to see what's going to happen next time. <laughs> Very, yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, yep. 
I, to just to take it to the even further ridiculous extreme, I mean, at some level, and I feel like I've maybe even mentioned this, or we have mentioned this in previous episodes or discussions, is to me it becomes even less less about it being an entertainment franchise, and it and it really starts touching on the idea of our collective stories as like folklore. Like it, it's funny to think of like these high tech, crazy digitized movies as folklore. But to me, in some level, it actually reminds me more of like how, I mean, I didn't leave, live back in ancient Greece, but how <laughs> ancient Grecians maybe thought of the pantheon of gods, mm-hmm. right? It's like these ongoing stories of these characters that are larger than life that, that, I mean, to them, they were gods. So it, they demanded worship or sacrifice or, uh, it, but honestly, that's not that far from how we see entertainment nowadays and these like franchises, right? We, we treat them more like our belief system than we do pieces of entertainment. And, and it's because we're, you know, it's the same types of things. It's these stories between these larger than life characters that have become our collective way of storytelling as a, as a culture yeah. in some way or another. Yeah. So Sean, have you, or Matt, have you, either of you heard the expression imagination connoisseur? No, um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so that that is there's I don't know if this is an original thing, but there's this YouTuber called uh, the Burnett Network, um, or Burnett Work anyway, um, and he defines folks like you, like us, as imagination connoisseurs. So you know, there's a lot of people that consume that are into different, yeah, you know, hobbies and whatnot. We're into the business of consuming imagination, um, mm. and, and that's exactly what you're de- you're describing, Sean. Is is you know, this is our defining narrative, uh, fictional, yeah. whatever, you know. Um, I'll send you guys a link to that. that okay. that's, it sounds really interesting. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's interesting to think of how these things, again, in different mediums mainly, or obviously, but like how it's really touching onto these same ideas of like why it draws us. And even like, again, I'm just kind of like train of thought but even to a certain level shakespeare right especially when shakespeare was being performed a lot of shakespeare's plays and characters some of them would intertwine there were stories like the histories right the shakespeare's histories were all about the kings of england and they were you know they were chronological they were these this is the next in line this is henry the fourth now it's henry the fifth richard the right like these told these epic stories this this greater narrative almost like a marvel it's pretty much a marvel movie it's like oh this this character is he's going to be in the next one that's the sequel right like oh did you see richard the fourth or richard the third oh he's in this movie he did this and this and that right it's the same thing it's the same collective consciousness of how we per you know take stories and tell these collective stories as a, as a society. We're getting super pretentious. And yeah. <laughs> no, I disagree. I think this is our Emmy episode. <laughs> uh, it's crazy though. Marvel is, so anyways, Marvel is my new religion is what we're saying. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Shang-Chi and the 10 rings. So <laughs> And going back to what I was saying, like all these crazy things, like if these don't end up working out, if these don't hit, it's a loss for me personally, right? Because if yeah. they don't succeed, I don't get to consume this imagination. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting too. I mean, that obviously why so many people have feels like anytime something's insulted or criticized or something, it's a personal attack, yeah. right? Yep. Because they're part of who we are. Because of yeah. these stories are yeah, part exactly. of who we are. They've become. I mean, think about it. Like if you had, right, whatever, Sparta, the, you know, they, they're, their god was airy i don't know whatever i don't remember but you know and 
uh, Athens, God was Athena, right? If you insulted your God, that was a, right? You can't insult Athena. That's our God. We'll go to war with you. You can't insult DC. I'll go to war with you. I'll yeah. fight you, right? It's the same Says thing. Says Chris Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> he worships Athena. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, well, okay. I think yeah. Well, there's, there's, mean, there's still plenty of Marvel stuff to talk about. We'll, we don't have to go in depth about every single one, but I do think a lot of these are worth I don't, mentioning. I don't know where... The new Fal- Falcon Winter Soldier trailer. I actually was kind of intrigued. I like the. I it reminded me a little bit of the Sam and Dean dynamic from Supernatural, okay. which yeah, I I could get behind. Um, and again, that's a it's a like an eight episode miniseries, so it's basically a movie, right? <laughs> right. Um. I think he described um, I, it as a movie, right? Didn't he say it's just a movie essentially broken up into six yeah, parts? Broken or something? Into, yeah, broken up into. I'd prefer exactly. those than, um, than ongoing series. Like, if they know they have a beginning Sam. and an end and it serves its purpose mm-hmm. within the larger narrative, great, cool. That's I'd prefer yep. that. So, Yeah, I actually do kind of like, I like that idea. Um, um, what else? Uh, what if? Um, I am intrigued by that. I can't say like I'm super stoked for it and like pumped for it, but I like all of those kind of like, I mean, it kind of touches into the hype to the multiverse, but it's different because it's clearly saying this is not real. Right. You don't have to worry about this. Nothing's at stake. It's not real, but it's kind of, it reminds me of like, did you ever read any of those Marvel zombies comics? Yeah. And one of the episodes will be that, right? Yeah, I assume. I don't know. It, maybe in the trailer, did it show any the of that? The trailer showed a zombie Captain America. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, I was hoping they would do a zombie episode. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's yeah. like the perfect kind of Well, example. to me, it's like fan fiction that is said, yes. you know. But it's actually not even faction, f- fan fiction. What, what this show is, is back in the day, I don't know if I'm sure you guys did this. You're talking with your buddies and you say, who would yeah. win, Darth Vader or Wolverine? Yeah. Right? That's That's what this is. Right, where yeah. it's just two people debating the stupidest <laughs> conversation you could ever have, but they're finally going to now do it, not finally, but they're going to now do it and make it a real thing, um, which is kind of funny because we were talking about Smash Brothers earlier, and <laughs> yeah. we, we, I mean, we kind of already have that, right? We actually get to, like, all right, who would yeah. win, Kirby or Mega Man, right? Like, we get to have these conversations, oh, and we get to actually win? see. Sephiroth or Isabel from Animal Crossing? Right, or other crazy combinations, like Mario and Bowser. <laughs> yeah what a wacky pairing um well should we uh, uh do we have any more that we want to get into detail or should we do our our picks um i feel like we there's one or two i think oh, fantastic um, four we got to talk about fantastic four. Oh, yeah let's because, talk about fantastic uh, four i mean obviously no information at all but let's um theorize will it be good finally <laughs> will they finally make a good fantastic uh, four and that's all actually all i have to say about that i don't care i just want them to keep making them and i don't really <laughs> want them to be good at this point okay even if it's just successful just reboot it anyway <laughs> all right that's fine hey it could be like a tax deduction it, it, in fact it, yeah. so that way it can't be good so it can't make money so they can write it off as like a t- as a loss Okay, good. Like, like. I mean, that's how didn't they? That was one of the Fantastic Four films that was made in the eighties, right? Yeah. Or was it a Captain America oh, film? They did. Uh, I, I think it was Fantastic. Four. I think it's Fantastic right? Four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I do feel like Fantastic Four might be the kind of secret seed of Phase Four, Five, and Six arc because I just feel like Galactus has to enter at some mm-hmm. point, X Men have to enter at some point, and I feel like Fantastic Four is the gateway yes. to some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
I that and then the Captain Marvel stuff uh, with the all yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's going to be the the next big arcs after Thanos. That's yeah. where we're going. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, um, let's see. Yeah, I, I guess there's not too much that uh oh i did mention i just want to bring it up because we i did mention something related in that they recast um um scott lang's daughter oh in the new right Ant-Man movie without yeah. telling her did you guys hear about that yeah yeah i did that was a bummer that's kind of like you can't even tell her <laughs> that was lame yeah that there's a little Feel controversy bad. about that yep um <clears throat> i don't know what some of these things are i don't know what iron heart is oh i know Armor Wars sounds hilarious. Just the name Armor Wars. Ironheart is uh is the sequel series to Iron Man. She's the uh she's she's Iron Man's oh, okay. takes over the suit and uh yeah. It, oh, it's yeah. it's more Iron okay. Man. It's just a teenage girl. Okay. Okay. Um, um but but Armor Wars isn't the sequel to Iron No, cuz that's about that's about Don Cheadle. <laughs> Uh, yeah no Ironheart is a completely different I don't know how they're going to explain it and connect it but yeah it's just it's a teenage girl who either builds an Iron Man suit or she gets a hold of one of the old ones and she becomes an Iron Man basically that's that's Ironheart right. yeah so there you go and cool. it's pretty recent yeah. it's it, it's a I don't know sometime in the last decade maybe the last five years that okay. comic premiered so and it it's it's a it's popular like on on the internet it's popular on like social media like tumblr and stuff like that it's got a good fan following yeah. with the youth so um there was there was a demand yeah. for it no oh, okay all right cool um wandavision though did you guys watch that no trailer? you know what yeah. we talked about watching all the trailers before we started recording and i actually I- thought i actually that trailer actually i liked a lot because yeah. it didn't show a t- well it showed a pretty decent more but it really it tapped more into the like the weird like the uh, untrustworthy narrator and just like kind of hinting at like, Oh, what the hell's going on here? Right. A false reality. Yeah. And I really like those kind of elements of it. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, it kind of become that, you know, taps into a lot of what that show is. So I actually am more excited for that than I was before. And that's actually coming up pretty soon. I think that's when the first one's up. So, um, yeah. The cast looks pretty good. January. Yeah. Very soon. So cool. Finally, some more content. I'm excited for that. All right. I uh... um, and then I know small ones that I'm not nothing too much to talk about, but I will say the thing I'm I don't know if I'm the most excited for, but I am also really excited for is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, I, I was yeah. going to put that on my list for sure. Uh, I'm just again, it seems like such a bonkers idea that uh, yeah, yeah. That, I just feel like that's going to be fun. It'll be fun, heartwarming. Yeah, it's be really fun. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy has always been about like it's always had that like musical theme. Of like pop culture music, mm-hmm. I feel like they could do something yes. with that. Um, yeah, that'll be a good time. Cool. Well, a lot of stuff here. Any any other final thoughts before we give some rankings? Uh, no, not for me. And I, if I'm rushing, it sounds like I'm rushing through it. It is, it is because I got a pee real bad. Oh, we could also take a pee break. <laughs> nah, I think it's really easy. I, to I think edit we're out. towards the end well, here. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. Um, well, then why don't you start us off? What are your tops? Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, I would say I'm looking forward to, uh, Loki, the Loki TV series. Um, I would say that I'm looking forward to, um, Miss Marvel cause I, I, I keep hearing rumors about an X-Men connection. So I'm, I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what they do there. And then my top is the third Spider-Man film because the yeah. Tom Holland Spider-Man movies are, have brought me so much joy and I'm just excited to see how the multiverse plays in. So Spider-Man three is still right now sitting at the top of my my most 
looking forward to list. What about you guys? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Um, actually, pretty near the top is She-Hulk. Um, it has, I forget her name, like Tatiana something. She's the girl from yeah, Orphan Black. Orphan Black, right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think she's great. And I think she's not at all who I would pick to play She-Hulk. Um, and which is kind of one of the reasons why I think it's a great choice. And it, the whole show just seems very comical. Um, it, yeah. she's just trying to like make it in the working world, but she's also She-Hulk. Like it just sounds like yes, this is hilarious. It's like this, a Red Tail, but like an adult version. Yeah, this this will be great. So or turning not Red Tail, turning red. Oh Pixar right, right, right. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. She, um, yeah. And it has Mark, Mark Ruffalo is apparently going to be, yep. and Tim Russ, uh, Tim, Tim Roth, Roth. I mean, um, Tim Russ is Tuvok from Voyager. Uh, Tim Roth is <laughs> it is, yeah. is it's hilarious they're bringing that character, but like, did anyone remember? <laughs> Like, abomination oh, yeah uh, yeah abomination remember uh, that thing oh man they never tied up that loose end from all of all of the six five phases oh man or whatever. what if he came back <laughs> no they did they confirmed he's yeah, coming back gosh. in the show sorry i said yeah, abomination amazing amazing yeah well i guess i like that they um, can't make a hulk movie because universal still has the rights to that so they'll just make every other hulk adjacent <laughs> thing that they can think of cool i'm, I'm yeah. down for it why not yeah um and I don't know. There's probably somewhere in the somewhere in the middle, but Blades probably my number one. Blades uh, mm, with yeah. the original, uh, the original with Wesley Snipes is is one of my favorite comic book movies, if not one of my just favorite movies. Um, I just it you know it predates well, of any this. of the MCU, mm. all anything. And in I, I've read some articles that actually they kind of did some I don't know quote unquote history looking and said that Blade actually was a kind of like an early predecessor and kind of showed that these things can actually work because i mean the sequels and that was rated r too yeah yeah it was was, right um yeah yeah. and it's still and i you know i like i said it's one of my favorites so i do watch it on occasion i think it still holds up pretty well um it's a little Mm. i guess simple compared to what we're used to now Mm. um you showed me i think it's great so oh did yeah you did and i thank you for it oh yeah, yeah. I the third one's kind of garbage, which actually it's funny it's Brian Reynolds. Um but uh yeah, they're 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 good. Okay. Um and the re, the you know, uh, Marshall going to be the yeah. lead sounds really awesome also. Um and then I'll just say Thor because I freaking I love all the Thor movies. So I'm going to put Thor as in my top 3. Oh. Uh, okay, Sean, what are you, did That's you already cool. go? Um no, not yet. Um, I am gonna. I feel like, and this is so hard. There's I so know. much, and I'm actually like, there's nothing that I don't want to watch from this list. There's nothing that like, you know, nothing like. <laughs> it's it's whatever. not like the Disney Studios Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, or Disney Studios. Like, I don't. I'm not gonna watch whatever uh, Zemeckis Pinocchio. I mean, I probably will watch that. I, actually, maybe I won't. I don't know. But you yeah, know what I mean. Like, there's mean. nothing I, I don't everything care. Everything looks fun. Yeah, um, but I would say. Um, the the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. I know that's a ways away, but that just to me seems so fun. I, I just I love Guardians of the Galaxy and that wacky justness of it of a Christmas special, holiday special, whatever. Sounds great. Um, uh, the <clears throat> Doctor Strange in Adventures in the whatever multiverse thing, whatever. I don't even know the name of it. Um, that um, it it the stuff I liked about the first Doctor Strange was that just weird, weird, trippy visual stuff and like the wacky, fun, logistic, almost like portal style gameplay of a movie. And I want 
a whole movie about that. And I, I hope that's what this movie is. I feel like it has so much potential and tapping into, yeah, maybe the best parts of what we are going to have with multiverse in this, in this MCU. Um, and then uh, I think just because it's so new, like it's, it's right on the horizon. I'll say WandaVision just because, yeah, it's right there. It's a month away. And so I'm actually probably most excited for that because it feels the most real. Yeah. So Well, that's cool because we all had different picks for this. Yeah, and yeah. I am all excited about everything you guys mentioned, too, for the exact reasons he said. Awesome. So. Great. Okay, well, that we're nearing the two-hour mark, which is not not surprising. <laughs> yeah, we, um, so I think... You did say it was going to be... A, I, I think... I think yeah, we, well, we've been, we've been on a good track record, a good episode. We I think this is our third podcast in three weeks, right? Yep. Yeah. It's easier to record now that the pandemic's over, so that's great. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, um, we got a couple more soon. We got... Um, yeah, we got we more got stuff Soul from Pixar, and we got uh, mm. Wonder Woman two coming up real soon next week. So, All right. uh, there you go. We'll, we'll... Yeah, I mean it's it is during the holidays, so we don't know the time and nature of our recording. But look for those episodes in the in pretty the soon. near future, yeah, in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts about anything that we've discussed here tonight? Are we anything unsaid? No, I have anything? to pee real bad. <laughs> Oh, that's right. You have to pee. I'm just dragging this out. Okay, cool. Well, um, thanks for tuning in. Write us about your thoughts if you feel so inclined. And stay tuned for our next couple episodes. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holiday. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Boxing Day. The most important of days. Um, Any other well-wishing to be had? No, that's it. They don't get any more than that. Oh, and Sister Act 3 is coming out. What? Bye. What? This has been After the Credits A Young Chunks Podcast <laughs>